with you. Good morning. Welcome to Christ Church Cathedral. We want to say a special welcome to you if you're visiting with us or you're a guest. Um, we're glad to have you here with us. If you're um, with us by way of the live stream on YouTube, we welcome you as well and remind you that you're able to, uh, to pick up those uh, live streams as recordings after the fact. And uh, also, if you're listening in by way of the audio podcast, we welcome you as well. Will you be seated for a moment? I just have a couple of things that I'll mention quickly um, by way of announcement. First of all, condolences uh, today to Jim Waugh on the death of his brother Bill. So, Jim, our, uh, our sympathies with you and, and with your family. Also uh, to Brad McKnight, whose grandmother Norma died this past week. And so to the McKnights and uh, to all who mourn her passing, um, our condolences and th sympathies as well. I think uh, her funeral, Kirsten, is on Tuesday, and that's in Ontario. So we might just remember Brad and uh, members of his family in our prayers. Um, I'll also just uh, mention once again that our nominating committee is still at work and uh, accepting nominations. So if there's something that you feel that you might be able to offer in terms of either committee work or specifically on bishop and chapter, um, be, uh, feel free to get in touch with one of the members of the committee. Jane Hand is the chair. And uh, also members are Kurt Smith, Jill Dunderdale, and Harry Palmer, and myself. So any of those folks would be happy to speak with you. And just to remind you that annual reports for groups, committees, and organizations are due at the end of the month. So if you're able to get those in to us, that um, will help us in uh, creating the uh, annual report for this coming year. Is there anything else that needs announcing? We're worshiping today according to the Book of Common Prayer. It is the Holy Eucharist, and we'll begin, as usual, on page 67. As you kneel, let us pray. Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Almighty God, unto whom all hearts be open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of thy Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love thee and worthily magnify thy holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. And over now to page 69 at the bottom of the page. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. 
On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Called 
Samuel again a third time. And he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day, I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew, because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. Samuel lay there until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli, but Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. He said, Here I am. Eli said, What was it that he told you? Do not hide from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, It is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. He read the first lesson.
helpful for me. But not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food. And God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that whoever is united to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is said, the two shall be one flesh. But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body. But the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? and that you are not your own. For you were brought, bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God.
the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him, both whom Moses in the law, and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of Christ. You call us, Lord, to care for self and neighbor, too, to take the risk and dare to show what love can do. Thus chosen now, O Lord, we ask for faith in your unfailing grace to make us equal to the task. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It's not insignificant that in the first chapter of the Gospel of John, no sooner is Jesus baptized, called and recognized as the one with whom God is well pleased, that Jesus sets out to call disciples. One of the important characteristics of Christian faith and therefore of the church is togetherness relationship, community. Seldom, if ever, does the divine operate in isolation. Preacher William Willimon once pointed out that God is the great delegator. At the start of the first chapter of John, at Christmas, we read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John would go on to say that the coming of Jesus was like turning on the lights. Jesus is the light of the world. And I'm quite sure John intended to echo the very first verses of Old Testament Scripture. The words in Genesis, when they say, in the beginning, in the beginning, when God created the heavens and earth, humankind was made in the image of God. Genesis goes on to tell that God enlisted others to share in ruling over and caring for the earth. God said, be fruitful and multiply. Take responsibility. 
have dominion over the earth. We too often forget and need to be reminded of perhaps the more radical assertion made there. Human beings are created to be about the business of God. Human beings are made to be about the business of God. Not only do we share God's image, but God has given us a share in his work. God is the great delegator. I've heard it said that one of the most important marks of a leader is the ability to trust others in such a way that the individual is able to share the work and the responsibility that comes with the job. One biblical commentator points out that the Hebrew word used here in Genesis for image is the same one used in the ancient world for the statue of a king or an emperor commonly set up in the town square. The king could not be everywhere. The statue was a reminder. The king's presence could be felt even in the far-flung reaches of the kingdom by way of that image or likeness. What's astounding, I think, is not just that we are representatives of God, but that from the beginning we've been given responsibility for the work of God. That's the underlying assumption of most of the apostles, Apostle Paul's writing in the New Testament. You are a new creation, Paul tells the Corinthians called to a ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So we are ambassadors for Christ, Paul says. Since God is making his appeal through us, we entreat you, therefore, on behalf of Christ, Be reconciled to God. God has not only created us, but also given us godly work to do. We are ambassadors for Christ, carrying on the work of God. So when you are out there saying to someone, I forgive you, or I am determined to love you, according to St. Paul, you are there as an ambassador. You are there doing God's work. God is the great delegator. During my time working in the office of our bishop, one of the responsibilities that fell my way was overseeing vocations. 
The diocese and our bishop needed someone who could work with those who felt they were being called to ordained ministry. That call, by the way, believe it or not, is little different from the one that you answered and that brought you here this morning. One of the challenges I remember best was promoting the understanding that call is a corporate affair. It's human nature for us to treat this great life journey we're on as if, as if it's an individual one. But when we're called, we're not called in solitude. And I think we unnecessarily isolate ourselves, try to do it all alone, and when we do, there's a very good chance that we'll fail miserably. It's important, especially for those called to any ministry or service in the church, and outside of the church for that matter, to see the role of others in those callings. So it's not necessarily about hearing a voice in the night, like the one Samuel reported in 1 Samuel, although it could be. It may not be about seeing a crystal clear vision of God beckoning us into a pre-established future. At least, it wasn't for me. Would-be candidates for ordination enter into a time of discernment. Being called is not altogether and only a personal affair. The whole church affirms a call. That requirement is sometimes difficult to establish, especially in the midst of making important life decisions. Those involved in that wider discernment are themselves listening and also involved in their own discernment. And that was the story of Eli and Samuel. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. Samuel assumed that it was Eli, his mentor, calling in the night. In the end, the word that was coming to Samuel was actually a message for Eli. And it wasn't a message easy to hear. The iniquity of the house of Eli was about to be punished forever, God said. And I think we need to give Eli credit where it's due when his gracious response to that harsh message of impending punishment was, it is the Lord, 
Let him do what seems good to him. Philip said to Nathanael, come and see. The first disciples understood from the start that Jesus was delegating the work of the kingdom, gathering followers. Nathanael was amazed that Jesus seemed to know him, even before he had met him. But the light of the world assures him he would see even greater things than these. God is the great delegator. And early in this season of celebrating the amazing epiphanies that point to God's presence in the world this year, perhaps we could consider that one of the most amazing of all is that God, through his Son, Jesus, calls us to be in Christ and delegates holy work, even to the likes of me and to people just like you. Amen. Join me, if you will, by turning to page 71 and finding there the Nicene Creed. And as we stand, let us confess our faith. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, through whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of the Father, and he shall come again with glory to judge both the quick and the dead, whose kingdom shall have no end. And I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. 
Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, forever and ever. All that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. All things come of thee and of thine own. Brothers and sisters, I invite you to join with me in a time of intercession for the church, for the world, for those in need today, and remember those. Sitting or kneeling as you choose, let us pray. There are currently at least two and a half billion Christians in the world. We pray for them. We pray for good leaders. We 
remember Justin Archbishop of Canterbury and Anglican community throughout the world. And in the Anglican cycle of prayer today, the church, the province of Southeast Asia, Archbishop Melter Jiki Tates, Primate and Bishop of South Indonesia. We pray for Francis, Bishop of Rome. We pray for the Anglican Church of Canada, for Linda Apana. We remember uh, Chris Harper, Indigenous Province of Canada and for unity and harmony within the Anglican Church of Canada. We pray for David, our Bishop, Metropolitan of the Province of Canada. We also pray for Jeffrey R. Dean and for the ministry of this cathedral congregation. We pray for uh, Companion Diocese of Poe and Ghana for Bishop Matthias, Prayer Partner Diocese of Yukon, Bishop Luther. In the Provincial Cycle of Prayer, we pray for the Province of British Columbia and Yukon, Archbishop Lynn McNaughton, the Provincial Council. And as we approach this week, the week of prayer for Christian unity, we pray for unity, the visible unity and expression of love for each other that will convince the world of the reality of Jesus. By this, all men will know you are my disciples. If you have love for one another, may that be visible. May we show our unity of love for us, our world. And as we think about our world today, we pray for all of those places that do not enjoy peace, all those places who are experiencing the violence of war or natural disaster. Pray for the people of Taiwan and for a peaceful transition in their newly elected government, for peace with mainland China. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for uh, Gaza and Lebanon, and for uh, the end of the violence there also in Ukraine, Myanmar. Afghanistan, in parts of Africa, particularly in West Africa, for Haiti, so many places in our world where peace, the peace that we enjoy, is a dream, not realized. Almighty God, from whom all thoughts of truth and peace proceed, kindle we pray in the hearts of all the true love of peace. And guide with thy pure and peace of wisdom those who take counsel from the nations of the earth, that in tranquility thy kingdom may go forth, till the earth is filled with the knowledge of thy love. Through Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. We pray for all of those who are in special need today. The hungry, the homeless, homeless in our city, the poor and destitute, unemployed, underemployed, those who are struggling with violence. 
war of natural disaster with those who are in need of prayer today. Those known to us, we ask for our prayers. Pray for Jean, for her husband, Charles Davies, for Mamie Gloak, Pat Drummond, for Debbie Edwards, healing of her arm in particular, also for Bishop David and his health, for Sue and Charles Ferris, Father Giles, and Mom, Sally Grace, Carolyn Howard, and Ken, Jacob Kershaw, Stephanie Turney-McCarty, also Carolyn McCarty, for Jessica Ray Rorschel, David Maureen Smith, Heather Smith, Elliot Cullen, Cooper Thornton, Savannah, pray for Ken and David, and Neville and Judy, for Donna, Corey, Katie, others known to us, especially need of prayer today. Remember Jim Watt and their family, Brad McKnight and their family, and all those who are giving grief. Page 729 in the Book of Common Prayer, in the section of the prayers, Book of Common Prayer called Forms of Prayer to be Used in Families. And since, as the Dean has just reminded us, we are a family. I'm reminded of this particular prayer of intercession on page 729. The prayer book is a wonderful resource. And so I would ask you to turn to that. O Lord God, who has bidden light to shine out of the darkness, and who has again awakened us to praise thee for thy goodness and to ask for thy grace and mercy. Accept now the offering of our worship and thanksgiving, and grant unto us all such requests as may be acceptable to thy holy will. Make us to live as children of the light and heirs of thy everlasting kingdom. Remember, O Lord, according to the multitude of thy mercies, thy whole church, all that join with us in prayer, and all our brothers and sisters, wherever they may be, who stand in need of your aid. Pour down upon us all the riches of thy grace, so that redeemed in soul and body and steadfast in faith, we may ever praise thy wonderful and holy name through Jesus Christ. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent you of your sins and are in love and charity with your neighbors and intend to lead the new life following the commandments of God and walking from henceforth in his holy ways, draw near with faith and take this holy sacrament to your comfort and make your humble confession to Almighty God. Almighty God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, maker of all things, judge of all men, we acknowledge and confess our manifold sins and wickedness, which we from time to time most grievously have committed by thought, word, and deed against thy divine majesty. We do earnestly repent and are heartily sorry for these our misdoings. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father, 
For thy Son, our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may ever hereafter serve and please thee in newness of life, to the honor and glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, who of his great mercy hath promised forgiveness of sins to all them that with hearty repentance and true faith turn unto him. Have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and bring you to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear what comfortable words our Savior Christ saith unto all that truly turn to him, Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will refresh you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son to the end that all that believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Hear also what St. Paul saith. This is a true saying and worthy of all to be received that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Hear also what St. John saith. If anyone sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, and he is the propitiation for our sins. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit, lift up your heart, we lift them up unto the Lord, let us give thanks unto our Lord God.
Blessing and glory and thanksgiving be unto thee, almighty God, our heavenly Father, who of thy tender mercy didst give thine only Son, Jesus Christ, to take our nature upon him and to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption. Who made there by his one oblation of himself once offered, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice, oblation, and satisfaction for the sins of the whole world, and did institute and in his holy gospel command us to continue a perpetual memorial of that his precious death until his coming again. Hear us, O merciful Father, we most humbly beseech thee, and grant that we receiving these thy creatures of bread and wine, according to thy Son, our Savior Jesus Christ's holy institution, in remembrance of his death and passion, may be partakers of his most blessed body and blood, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of this, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as oft as ye shall drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, we thy humble servants with all thy holy church, remembering the precious death of thy beloved Son, his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming again in glory, do make before thee in this sacrament of the holy bread of eternal life and the cup of everlasting salvation the memorial which he hath commanded. And we entirely desire thy fatherly goodness mercifully to accept this, our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, most humbly beseeching thee to grant that by the merits and death of thy Son, Jesus Christ, and through faith in his blood, we and all thy whole church may obtain remission of our sins and all other benefits of his passion. And we pray that by the power of thy Holy Spirit, all we who are partakers of this holy communion may be fulfilled with thy grace and heavenly benediction. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, by whom and with whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory be unto thee, O Father Almighty, world without end. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. We do not presume to come to this thy table, O merciful Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, but in thy manifold and great mercies. We are not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs under thy table, but thou art the same Lord whose property is always to have mercy. Grant us, therefore, gracious Lord, so to eat the flesh of thy dear Son, Jesus Christ, and to drink his blood, that our sinful bodies may be made clean by his body, and our souls washed through his most precious blood, and that we may evermore dwell in him, and he in us. Amen.
as you kneel, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Peace of God, which passeth all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. Let us depart in peace in the name.